With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Click This fans, want to get closer to the show than ever? Join Click This TV. Click This TV offers early commercial-free access to wrestling's hottest podcast, plus live audience tapings of their show every friggin' week, and your chance to participate with Kevin and Sean in the monthly Nash and Friends watch-along show. Head to clickthistv.com now and get inside the show that's just too sweet. Following podcast contained mature language and adult discussions. I don't know if I could be able to sit here for two hours. It's insane. I threw like like threw my back out. This it's probably week. your kidneys, man. Injectable fucking diet. No, I haven't started it yet. <laughs> See everyone's comments on YouTube thinking I'm killing myself. <laughs> no, I decided it would be wise for me, who could barely bend at the waist as it is. I'm barely a fucking upright human, to do my kitchen cabinets myself. Oh, that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I bought. Yeah. So, <laughs> just for I days. The screw. I tightened the screw on the cabinet. Fucking went into spasm. Oh, I removed all the doors, all the hardware. Put, put a tarp across the deck outside. I have a fairly big deck. I was able to put 17 cabinet doors outside. Bought a sprayer, the paint sprayer. I thought I was all pimped out. But, well, 17 doors, three coats, both sides. At that leaning at that forty-five degree angle to get every bevel in the door, holy Christ! But they look beautiful. I got to tell you, I'm not going to walk mean, for it, a it, 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 What did that save you? Well, three grand, four grand, probably right. Yeah, it's worth a little pain. Yeah, is where, is where I mean, you're you going. know, it just 
I'm past that 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 stage of my life where moving shit. Like I ain't moving nothing. I'm Kevin. I'm with you. I mean, right. you're in so much better shape than I. You've got me by a few years. So, but I think that I think that evens us out. You got me by a few years, but you're in better shape. So maybe we're in the same place. Whereas yeah. two days of cabinet work would. Oh, would cripple would bother your body. Um, so there's that moment that whenever I undertake a big project like this, there is that moment where I'm overcome with what did I do, what have I done? And See, I'd when, have to eat, I'd have to eat a Xanax because the anxiety of trying to talk myself into doing manual labor. I'd be like, "Fuck this, man! I'm having a panic attack." But I get pretty excited because I'm removed from it. It's like, you know, it's it's like, yeah, like I'm thinking about the end result and the sprayer getting, I've never used a paint sprayer before, so like I'm excited about that. And then, like, when the reality hits, like when I have 17 one-coat painted doors surrounding me and the clouds move in above that uh, weren't on my app, I was supposed to have two days of sunshine. They never are. And I said, oh, my God, I popped the, I have a large umbrella that covers almost the whole deck, start running stuff under, and that, and I was like, this is, this is madness. This would have been worth whatever I paid somebody. But you know what? It ended up being fine. It didn't rain. I got them in the house. I got them all screwed back in, finished last night at like 6 o'clock. They were beautiful. What would Mama say? Oh, she loves them. I mean, but did you she get like the, that, that kind of that fucking way to go, way to go, Sean? No, so, like she likes to help. She wants to do it. She's like, "What can I do?" And I'm a control freak. So, I want See, my, my answer would have been it. Sh- Shock. What can I do? It. All of it. <laughs> yeah, here's everything. <laughs> I'll take your spot. <laughs> and I was like, you, you know what? I think if, if you just keep the dog away from the door and keep, you know, the kids and but she was very helpful, like running the running the individual cabinets up to me, taping the hardware. After you get the cabinet, you gotta tape all the metal stuff so the sprayer doesn't paint it. So she handled that stuff and it was fine. But still it's just it's just a lot. Now and so you talked about carrying stuff. So she's in a fall frenzy. She she wants to redo everything, right? So the next is we have hardwood floor throughout the whole house. So now it two years ago we did all three bedrooms upstairs and the hallway hardwood. So what we had to do was move all the furniture into one room. The guy, my guy, Joe Giovanni, did the two rooms in the hallway. Next morning, before he comes, everything out of the master bedroom into the two bedrooms. He does the master. We put everything back. I said, I said, Joe, if I do all the moving, what's the price? It was a great price if I did all the moving. So I got a dolly. I'm pushing armoires down the hallway, Kevin. That was the moment I had the what did I just do. So what's next? What's next for me now after the cabinet doors? We got to do the downstairs, the living room and dining room, the, the hardwood. So now I got to find a way to put everything from the living room into the dining room and the kitchen. So that room could be done. Yeah, that's that's called two men in a truck. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Fuck that. Uh, You know what? Speaking of health, 
I barely see a scratch on your face when last week it looked like a shot from Hustler magazine. Uh, you had a, a significant yeah. gash, but you're healing well. And, but you kind of teased that. You said that you have uh, superior genetics in that. No, I, I mean, I didn't want to say anything because it's kind of personal, but now that it's over with, I, I hadn't been circumcised yet. So I went ahead and let him take my foreskin off to use it for a graft. graft? On, yeah, oh. graft on my face. And then what was left over, I got a, a nice pair of size 15 slippers and an ottoman. A little leather, a little real leather <laughs> slippers. Yeah, so, I mean, you. you're talking about some fucking, the only thing is, man, that every once in a while, if I, if I rub my feet together for too long, I'm fucking. The, they become size 24s? <laughs> yeah, they just get, like fucking my boat oars. It's, like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Uh, you know who had a worse day uh, in in uh, in personal health than both of us was Tommy Tuberville. Oh, then uh, I don't know where he was, is, where was he landing? Uranus. <laughs> Kevin, he took almost an entire flight of stairs. Were they iced or something? Here, here know. he is getting off the plane. This is uh, what a fucking Miami douche. Air International. So there he is. I don't, I'm not going to give anybody a raise. But fuck, we don't need we don't need generals. We don't it need anything. Like he took the whole thing. How do you? How about he's dropping wearing the, sneakers? How about dropping the bags, you dumb fuck? He's holding his right hand holds yeah. on to that purse, that yeah. merce the entire way. Like I didn't realize he had the nuclear fucking football. Oh my god! That... You know, I'd almost say I hope he didn't get hurt, but fuck. what's he going to do? Get brain damage? That's that fucking impossible. Like <laughs> that fucking, t- dropping a bowling ball. A bowling ball would take more fucking significant internal damage than that fucking bean is. He didn't. He he had to take twenty five steps. Let's see he didn't. He, he wasn't. Let's able see how many to he got. One, two, three, four. If you count the one he slips on, which is right, let's see. We're doing the Zapruder gimmick. Back into the left. All right, play it through. Let's see where we go here. If you can, if you're, enough, if you're, you can if, frame. If you're not watching this. This is definitely worth fucking. Yeah, this we'll, is worth we'll, we'll jumping put over this, to YouTube. We'll put we'll put we'll put this on a clip. Steve will put this on a clip for you, so we can fucking make fun of this asshole. The sheer amount of 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 real estate he covers with his ass. Here we go. Okay, is incredible. I think it's the third step is the bad one. Right. One, okay. two, three. It's, it's at least eight steps. I'm going to say ten to twelve. Because you can't just, even tell where he stops. It's almost it like he knew he was a, coming because he let the blonde go. Hold on. Stop it right there because she's on the step he falls. Let's okay. Say, how many are below her? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's ten steps below him. And then the actual tarmac. So he's going t- ten in the tarmac if he takes the full b- the full bump. That's what might break his feet hitting the tarmac might have been what broke the slide. If there was 47 steps, I think he would have taken them all. Yeah. Play it through. On, Let me see where he God he wasn't on the stops. summit of Everest. Right. 
Okay, so here he comes, stepping down. Two bags, one uh, a a wheel, uh, a wheelie carry on, and then okay. So. See, it's hard to see because it cuts before yeah. before the whole. Full... I think he shits himself about right there. So okay, so the, yeah, it's, it's ten. ten, yeah, yeah, that's ten the hard way. Back Good old way. Miami Air International, boy. <laughs> if I if I could count all the fucking frequent flyers miles I got on that bad boy. You ever been? Fuck no. <clears throat> where, where the where the hell's he landing? Where it's that cold for Miami Air? Right. Hmm. So we'll just bring this up throughout the night. We don't. Yeah. I don't want to. Sometimes I think it might be fucking one shot. Kennedy. It might be fucking Robert Kennedy Jr. taking a fall there. Unbelievable. No, he just, he Did just you catch of... the trailer for the uh, Von Erich film, Iron Claw, that we talked no, about? No, I did not. It looks good. Steve, would we be allowed to play it? I'm curious on Kevin's take on who plays the workers i think uh what's his i don't name? think i don't think I, I don't think we can play it because i'm a screen actors guild and i can't it's you can't support the playing of the su- trailer as it right. might entice as, I, as i could not be on a premiere or a red carpet or so no we can't see it i have a serious quite i have an honest question as a fellow union member the writer strike was over, and the late night hosts went back. But those are all after jobs. Those are all SAG after jobs. Why are they working? Well, because they're not actors. Yeah, but it's it's the same union. Yeah, but they <laughs> they could have. The strike not... isn't only for scripted; it's for everybody. No, 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 it's completely different. The, the, well, clearly, because yeah, I mean, they were back to work. But I just wanted to know what the yeah, no, what the caveat was. I mean, Larry David, fuck, there's, that that show is so lightly scripted; it's <clears throat> it's unbelievable. It's mostly improv. So just so put the visual for Iron Claw for me. I want to see what Kevin thinks of Carrie. Which is, of course, um, I always forget the actor's name, and I, I like actually, him. I actually I thought that fucking from from a distance, Bam Bam Gordy looked the, about the best of all of them. I didn't think Carrie looked anything like Carrie. I wouldn't have thought if we just talked about it, but then when I saw how it was shot, and yeah, Gordy from a distance, and and uh, and um, uh, Michael Hayes looks good too in the uh, in the. Uh, Okay, so we're uh, just for our folks uh, that are listening. We're playing the trailer. This is the film that is going to in December be released, uh, covering the uh, the Von Erich dynasty and the tra- the uh, tragic. Uh... So a lot of uh, a lot of the young. See, it doesn't. See, it, uh, he looks good, right? No, as you don't think he looks good as Carrie when when he's in like in in his gear. Nope. He's in the Let's ring. not play anymore. I don't want. I don't want to lose fucking twenty three years of fucking pension over fucking some, some goddamn claw thing on my 
<laughs> analyze. Can you, so the still? Can we look at that still of of the no, free let's birds? Just, we're done. <laughs> Unbelievable. We're done. <clears throat> I'm not uh, unless unless I got a back end on that motherfucker, I could give two shits. Well, this gets me to my point and the reason I wanted to bring it up. We got an email from I still talk to um Gary Hart's son, Jason, who uh he's a a, a sports writer in in Dallas, so he covers the uh, the Cowboys. So he always sends me little tidbits and stuff from training camp. But he just wrote me today. He goes, hey, brother, saw the trailer for the Von Erich movie. Uh, Kev should have played Brody, and you should have played Gino. Who the hell alive would have thought I could have played Gino Hernandez? But Jason Hart. Jason Williams, actually. But he thought you should have been Brody. So maybe for Halloween, for the Halloween episode, you can come on as Brody, and I'll be... Gorgeous Gino Hernandez. I'll pass. Okay, well then I'll be Brody and Gino Brody. throughout yeah. the show. I'll I'll change outfits. <clears throat> um, feedback from last week's episode, Jason Thompson. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Can we get something before we go? Yes. Can we get? We, can I just go into something here? Can we clear the air? Yes. Okay. So, last week, we were talking about the WWE's acquisition of Jade Cardell. I gushingly said that how attractive she was. Sean said, "Did you? Why did you see? Did she show up at the at the uh, performance center?" I said, "Oh, she showed up in skin tight uh, black tights and a crop top with you know sunglasses and a headband, and it was you know it was it was pretty damn clear that we were doing a little a little bit." And then Sean threw a couple of things back and forth, and Sean said, so you wouldn't go back to AEW, or you wouldn't go to AEW. I said, yeah, maybe for for 5 to $6 million and a private airplane. I said, but the reason I was going to go just came and was signed by the WWE. I didn't say I I didn't say that I was signed. I didn't say I got a new deal. I didn't say any of that shit, you stupid fucking wrestling news people. Why don't you follow something up? Why number one, what did somebody call you and like you obviously didn't listen to it because you would have known that I was talking about Jade not about me. I haven't signed shit. I, you couldn't get me in a fucking ring. 
if you held me by, I mean, you'd shoot me in the back of the head before I'd get into a fucking ring. Fucking Paul Levesque was probably 46, 45 years old when he went to the Saudi Arabian and did a fucking Harley race over the top and tore his fucking peck. Fuck. I blew a quad taking a step. You think I'm getting in the fucking ring at 64? But so what happens is one one outlet probably mishears or misinterprets you saying the only reason to go to AEW just signed with WWE, meaning Jade. Mishear it, didn't listen to the first part of the show when you were talking about But Jade. how does that sentence become me getting a new deal? Because they only heard the, heard the words signed with WWE. She. Well, I think it, I think it was the only. Yeah, look at this. Kevin Nash confirms new WWE contract. Has Kevin Nash signed a new contract with her? So what is the, do they quote it the right way? Click in and find the quote. I don't want to give the, uh, a, a hit to the website, but. See if you can find the exact quote in the article. And did they write it the right... Unless it's five, six million on a private jet. Don't highlight it. I can't read it. The only thing that would have got me to AEW, WWE just signed. Jade. Jade. Nothing about me signing. WWE has been very good to Kevin Nash over the years. Not only is his old friend Triple H running the creative direction for the company, but Big Kev is also a two-time WWE Hall of Famer. We'll have to see who WWE, who AEW signs next, but it won't be Kevin Nash. What's your take on AEW never getting Kevin Nash? That's unbelievable. Who cares? Oh, did our video did our video pop up as a uh, as a play on that? Yeah. That's funny. Uh, that's important. I'll take that. That's a play. That's a play. That's a click. I'll take a click. But uh, yeah, uh, Kev, that was kind of funny. You called me, and uh, I I didn't know the the quote that it would have been uh, attributed to. And when you told me, I was like, when, I, when it said that, I just like, are you fucking kidding me? But stay in the news. I like when you're in the news. Say something outrageous today. Jason Thompson was listening last week as well. And uh, he said, was one was first few I don't people... look like I'm ready for the Rumble, do I? You could handle it, but uh, you'd take a gun to the back of your head before you got in the ring. No, that's what people always say. You can come in 31st. I'm not going to Mania, which means I'm going over the top rope at some point. Right. <laughs> Uh-uh. That's like the ladder match. So am I going over? No. That means I'm taking a bump off the top of the ladder. Great. Double J, Jeff Jarrett, here with a few of my pals to tell you about the total nonstop savings happening over at SaveWithConrad.com. My name is Chance Ellis, and I'm a top guy from Chalmette, Louisiana. Well, after months, uh, well, actually years at the time of listening to the podcast, I guess I heard the, the marketing efforts and I decided to pick up the phone and give them a call and see if they can help me. I wanted to see if I can lower my term and payments. 
uh, I got to work with Mr. Larry. It was very, very convenient. He was uh, always there to answer my calls. He would work with me via text, email, just kind of at my own convenience. So it was actually really nice. I got to keep my monthly payment just about the same. However, we cut down 10 years on the life of, uh, of the whole mortgage, and I believe it was right around $200,000. So I saved a whole lot. So I'm top guy, Chance Ellis. I've saved 10 years off the life of my mortgage and about $200,000 thanks to SaveWithConrad.com. In my world, it doesn't get any better than five stars. Find out how much money Conrad and his team can save you by strutting over to SaveWithConrad.com. So right now, strut on over to SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Woo! Was one of the first people in line at SummerSlam morning says Jason. Such an amazing guy. Me and my son were nervous as hell. He was so cool and social, was the highlight of our day, and we met Sting, Nash, Hardy Boys, Brett, and a few others. Thank you, sir. Us fans are grateful for your kindness. This is in response to what you were talking about in the signing up in Jersey when they were trying to move you along. And Rude also confirms, and he says, having been in line at a Nash autograph signing in the Northeast, he does make sure the fans go home happy. I spent a lot on the three 8x10s, title signed, picture taken with, and he took a lot of time with me. And he asked to borrow a silver Sharpie um, for show in case... Others brought title belts. I said he can keep it because I have many. So he gave me another autograph for free, and I can't say how cool he is to the fans. Others will would get told off, but us fans, he does appreciate. So there you go. Confirmation. Yeah, they've been paying my bills for 30 fucking years. Exactly. Todd Snyder, only Big Kev can make me laugh while telling a story about getting skin cancer removed from your face. The Augusta Grounds crew comment made me laugh my ass off. Thanks for making the early part of my week at work better. I, I, if, if I could have, when that guy put that mirror down and he showed me that hole in my face, I'd have probably thrown up in my mouth and died. I was like, Jesus, dude. If anyone didn't see last week, we had a close-up yeah, of like, the wow. uh, the removal. But looking good this week, big dog. Marky fucking Mark says, Kev and Sean are somehow both depressing and comforting at the same time. This podcast is like listening to Nirvana while drinking gin. Well, that's your problem. Nobody likes the taste of gin. I like gin. Drink something else. You don't like gin? Well, you don't do anything but wine, do you? Uh, I ordered an old-fashioned at the restaurant. No, you ordered, like Scooby, you ordered a Scooby. You ordered a Scooby Doo old fashioned. It was in some Mister Whitman's lantern case with smoke coming out. I'm like, what the fuck? It was a smoked old fashioned. When they're on yeah. the menu, you have to get them. Like, like I don't get enough fucking uh, <laughs> people staring at me when I go someplace. Let, let, let my partner get some fucking drink that looks like nineteen fucking right. thirty. That's what. That drew the attention to the table. Dr. Frankenstein drink, you know, with the fucking smoke coming out. Not the nine-foot-tall guy throwing elbows to the woman's chair behind him. It was my drink. It's okay if the fucking bitch outweighs you by 30 pounds. (laughs) Ron Ward, I think Kevin totally could have gotten this Florida man or Jersey guy. I automatically knew the guy crashing into the police station was with Guns N' Roses blasting, was Jersey, because if it was Florida, then it would have been Leonard Skinner. 
That's a fine theory. I don't remember it being Guns N' Roses. Yeah, Welcome to the Jungle was blasting and crashed through the police. Well, if it's the new one, you wouldn't have known what the fuck it was. No, it would sound like (laughs) raping a walrus or something, or a wallaby. I am Thurnus. Kev, I lost my sister five days after you lost T last year, and I've always felt that I've had a weird grief bond with you parasocially the last year. Just sending my love and positive vibes your way, because I know this year uh, Mark is going to be a rough one for me in a few weeks. I know you can relate and just want to say thank you yeah, for helping. I had, a, I had a wonderful day today. We, Tamara and I went and did the final signing and all that of, the, of our, our wills and trusts and so. Hmm. Right. Let's see, that's stuff People go to the obvious stuff, probably, right? When I think of someone in your situation, well, there's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, there's I a think whole we don't think about. That's lot yeah. Of stuff. Never fucking grown ends. up shit. Yeah, it's not for the weak. And it's you know, it's when you watch the show Successions, and you watch the last se- season of it. Knowing you have nobody to succeed you, the fucking show doesn't have the same. You know, the the old man dies. The the the, the you know the four kids don't go down to the fucking. That would have been a different show, right? The four kids on the way over to to that fucking place go down. Oh God! <laughs> and, on the plane, and, and, yeah, and Cox is. It's the only one that, ah, the fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> Couldn't even stay alive for me. Yeah. He'd have you're, Tom, though. You're fucking weak. I'd kill, he'd kill Tom just out of fucking just anger. Tom Talker 2000 says, that Delta experience you had, Kevin, where that flight attendant had the same name as your son, that to me was divine intervention, no doubt about it. Your son's looking out for you without question. And that's just a wonderful feeling, God bless. The little things, it. right? No, the yeah, man, that's fine. And you know I just I'm sitting there and I'm I'm going like, Wow, like I'm actually going to fucking have to sit in this seat just jammed. For, that's a two hour and 15 minute flight I'm like wow god this is going to be so fucking miserable and you know just and then all of a sudden he just he walked back to me just like, he goes just go sit in that first seat I'm like serious? he goes yeah he goes I think he's been, he says you got three million miles I think you've earned it <laughs> like oh. good point don't ask me twice. Did um? Can I bring up? I, I saw. Is it new ink? Tamara was showing, or is that an old? No, one? that's that. That's um. Tristan had that same tattoo. That oh, little. I didn't the, know the, that. Uh, Tristan had the same tattoo. The little boy with the balloon. Yeah. But Tamara added the um, wings. Oh. Okay. And then when they. When they did it, she brought some of Tristan's ashes. So when they put the ink in, they put her, they put T's ashes 
insider uh, with the ink. I didn't know that. Yep, that was one of his tattoos. So, yes. no, she would never have gotten ink. She was like, no. Mm, that's something. Yep. There. Yeah, jo- uh, Joe Rivera Comedy reached out to say Oliver proves comedy is timing. Like the reading of this uh, <laughs> line. Drops a line that makes a cricket cringe when Nash is sharing, sharing a thoughtful and sympathetic story. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Then Legend Killer wrote, uh, you didn't do the Mad Dog Vashon, did you? That was when you were talking about the uh, the actress that right. you noticed was coming at you with the prosthetic. Like, I guess at that point I asked if you uh, if you did the, uh, the Vashon. You know, I can't yet read the plug for the next Click This TV, which <clears throat> you guys can be a part of just by going to clickthistv.com and signing up. And you get the Nash and Friends every month, as well as these shows commercial-free, two days early, all of our previous Nash and Friendses. But um, I, I can't say yet who it is because we need confirmation on them. But... Uh, how can we? How can we? How can I give a hint? How about how, how about the Detroit? How about connection? this? How about this? Yeah, it it, it it it'll be worth. It'll be paparazzi worthy. Okay, what very good, very good. So uh, you do still have time to sign up. Well worth the monthly shillings. Our fo- we have football picks for this week. Um. Uh. We went two and one last week, which put us uh, back tied for second place with our. I think we're ten seven and one total. <clears throat> so, did anybody have three wins? Uh, someone let us know. Bring up that graphic that has the. Okay, yeah, Foley went three and zero, oh, which means who the hell was that? Dom, was that you? Or who picks for Mick? There's no way Mick has time for this. Let us know in the comments. Oh, Conrad. Steve, Steve Conrad. Okay. Who else does Conrad? Who else does he pick for? So he picked for Foley, but didn't get the other ones he picks for. <laughs> he forced himself to go with different teams, I guess. So we're uh, so we're ten seven and one to mix eleven and seven. We had that damn tie. But Foley is Foley is. Oh, Foley is okay. So there, he's in first. Yeah. We are with, uh, tied with my world for a second. Jeff. All right, but so this week's picks. I know Jeff's definitely doing his own picks. Yes, absolutely. Our picks this week are all pro. Everybody who's listening live, you get the benefit of being able to jump on the bandwagon, get on your app, get on your DraftKings app. This is, of course, the King of the Mountain contest sponsored by... DraftKings. We have Detroit given three and a half to Tampa Bay because how do you not take Detroit if week after week with their covering? Uh, Seattle getting two and a half from uh, Cincinnati. And then Philly giving seven to the Jets. And there they are. Yeah. Looking strong. Six and oh. Got to be respected. And against the spread, three, one, and one. Jets are three and two against the spread, though. I did win with the Jets last week. Lions are four and one against the spread. 
Exactly. How do you not? How do you not do it? Got to take them, though. Last year they were the they were the golden child last last year. From, yeah. So um, now that this merger or purchase is complete, now the the, the news this week is that uh, Triple H. No, the, the, the news show. is that I should have sold my stock at uh, 106 bucks because that shit fucking, when it uh, merged, went down to about 86 Which I never understand. Usually the acquired gets a yeah. big bump. What were you at its height, 106 I don't know. What, I was, it was over 100 when I was going to sell it. That's when we were what, last year, right? Didn't it? Didn't it go that high last year when yeah. you were? Uh, no, but it was. It was. It was right before. It was, it was. Yeah, look at that. One hundred four. Okay. Boom. Well, see where it goes. For God's sakes. Well, what was it today? It, shit is. It's it's down another four bucks. I just I got my one of my um, portfolio statements today. It was, it's always nice when you look at it, and you do the math, and you're basically two point three percent down on all your money. And then good old Berkshire Hathaway, you fucking look at that, and it 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 makes fucking it makes you four percent in a market that's you know shit. It's the Oracle. The Oracle of Omaha. And I thought it was, all this time, I thought it was uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, they look similar. Um, all right, so yeah. so the story that's being carried is that now Vince McMahon is uh, stepping back and uh, allowing, well, it would have to be, it would have to be Paul, it would have to be Triple H uh, to run the show again. Oh, now, don't let Bischoff see that on our show. What? Why? The Dave Meltzer. Oh, the Meltzer <laughs> quote. <laughs> yeah, well, <clears throat> but uh, here's the thing. Talks of the merger. Vince, it's been his ship. He's he's 70, what is he, 77, 78, right? But it's been his ship. He's been, he was like Jason, he, you know, up on steroid charges, the sex scandals, nothing could take him down. And he plowed ahead and, you know, they're still, they're the only game in town. So Vince steering the ship is stability for Wall Street. Not everybody that invests knows the business. They know business, but not the business. Yeah, they know Vince. They know Vince. And it's his company, the family business, and he's back. He's back. That makes Wall Street pretty sweet, right? Well, on when the, people see that Instagram thing where he says in whatever it was that he bought the, bought the company for a million, sold it for $9 billion. That's like, wow. I, would, you, would you put that guy in charge of anything? I might. Right. But you know what? I, I, I equate it to this. The time period would be 
when uh, Red Auerbach stepped down from Boston. Mm-hmm. So Red realizes that he's, he's going to step back and he's going to let Russell coach. You still got It's not like Red Auerbach. You can't look at Red and go, hey, Red, what do you think about this? Hey, Red, what do you think about You still have Red Auerbach. He ain't going no place. Like Michael Corleone said, who, who is a better consigliere than my father when the Don was still alive? Right. And that's the thing. You, 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 it's like you, you can't have I, – I don't – I just can't imagine that when Ari bought the company – that he was he was buying it with the vision of having a seventy seven year old head of creative. But but when he could when he could have a fifty four year old head of creative. But, but was ha- very but no, aware. But knowing that he was yes. Right. Knowing that, you know he still had fucking Hoyt Wilhelm <laughs> you know that it it's sixty years old could still throw seven innings with knuckleballs. But the uh, second reference day, who was who was the one in the pre-show, the the, the ABA player that you? Oh I, no, I asked about Dolph Shays. Dolph Shays. And Dolph Shays <laughs> autograph. He was the commissioner of the ABA oh, for a year or two. I had a, I had a ABA. I had a horrible rotation, and, and uh, I was given a, a, a real. You know, this is you know, the ABA was was alive and kicking when I was a kid, and uh, I missed the ABA draft by like two years. Like I would have came out of college and got drafted by an ABA team. Was it that late? What seventy seven? Seventy five. Seventy five. Okay. Yeah. So all right, so everything's a work, right? So Vince coming back. I just remember the furor of. Oh, Vince was out only just now. Vince is back. Triple H must be upset that Vince is back, but he probably this was probably a tacit agreement, right? Vince come back, face of the company, face face of the legacy that WWE is. Just be patient, son. Let's let all this go through. Anybody that let watched settle watched when he when when he was uh, when Paul was first anointed. And given creative, the product was just amazing. I mean, within three, three, four weeks, it was it was clear. And see, this is what people don't understand about Paul. Paul's Paul came up with the whole NXT thing, like the whole concept. And as I sat there, and he was laying it out to me. You know, he was like, you know, I'm like, yeah, because it's just like minor league. Like, you got to have, like, a, a system that teaches your system. Like, so they're like, you, you, like you, they don't come in from the indies with bad habits. They come in the way you guys want them to come in. He's, and he just looked at me and says, that's one aspect. He says, Kev, he goes, it's so fucking hard to produce what we do. At the degree that we do it, he goes, when you think of Turner and you think, he says, 
Those guys one week are shooting race cars. The next week they're shooting pro wrestling or the NBA. So you don't have that, that, that specific guy that just knows. Because mm-hmm. after, after two years, you know these guys move, uh, move sets as well as anybody if you're a camera guy. Okay, he's doing that. It's, it's Ballard, so now he's going to go do the fucking stomp. So I got to get, you know, so I've got to get up on these stairs so I get the shot down because this guy's covered. Like you, but see, only somebody that is thinking two moves ahead is thinking about, no, I'm going to, I'm going to create a minor league for everything, including their own truck. Like they have Meaning their, that it's it's not just a training ground for the talent. It's a but training the guys ground, that are going to be shooting raw in three years yes. are going to learn right. at NXT. And the people that are in the in the truck calling the shots, they're doing the give me camera one, give me three, give me you know the guys that are doing audio, the guys that are doing packages. Mm-hmm. Everything is self sufficient. Everything is so you're you're basically building not only a brand but lo and behold if it was the Evansville situation or uh Marshall when the you know the team went down and you had NXT you'd have some place to start right where not where everybody else would not I know it, 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 my heart and uh thoughts go out to anybody that's knows anybody or anybody that was involved in either of those tragedies, but I was just using them as a uh, example, not for sensationalism. So, yeah, so a point well taken about um, about the vision and about NXT. And so now it's safe. So now it's safe to step back, Vince to... Put everything back in Paul's hands, and then all of a sudden you go head to head with AEW and you beat him by three hundred thousand. <clears throat> that did happen. We are going to talk about that. I want to ask you one one more aspect of the whole uh, Triple H and Vince and creative because this is going to be talked to death on every. You know, we we try to we we'll discuss stuff through the week, right? As as stuff comes up, and if there's just nothing more to say on something. Like last week with the we took the McCarthy thing and that speaker, we're like, it's been covered to death. Everyone's yeah, no, there was so something we look to for talk an about. angle that maybe we could add some insight. So I want to ask you, Vince, stability for Wall Street, but your locker room is a different story. The guys involved in in creative, not from a uh, not from a writing standpoint, but their characters, it's affecting them. The decisions in creative directly affecting their character, their title runs, their TV time, their careers, in essence, since it's WWE or bust. What do you think the locker room looks like with a Paul versus a Vince? Now, you haven't been in it. Here, here's, a, here's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. I read a quote, and it was, it was a WWE. It was either on... Uh, Instagram, it was either Paul's 
personal Instagram, but I believe it was the WWE's Instagram. And they were talking about the departure of Edge. And it said that, that, and Paul said, you know, Adam and I sat down. Uh, we, we, they, they both had come to the kind of, kind of the agreement where Edge had done what, what he could. And, um, he might be happier someplace else because, you know, they were going, they, they were going to be using, uh, probably younger talent. And Paul shook his hand and wished him the best of luck, like no hard feelings, and, 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 and thanked him for the 18, 20 years, whatever he gave him. And basically he then turned around and he says, now I get to go in that locker room and go, Edge's spot's open. Which one of you guys wants to step up and get it? That's the difference. Like, oh, like, I'm not, because, you know, for so long, people would sit around there and wait for Vince to anoint them. Um, I'll be, I'll sit here, and sooner or later, I'll, you know, I'll get the sword tapped on each side of my shoulder. No, man. The sword's in the stone. You better be the, the one that can pick that motherfucker th- up through it. We're right. Whereas Paul's mentality is, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? To go get your spot. Come get, come get, come get the spot. Earn the spot. Hmm. I'll give you the opportunity. Just earn it. Right. Very good. Listen, sports enthusiasts and ball game aficionados. It's that magical time of year. Football's in full swing. Baseball is back. The baseball playoffs have us on the edge of our seats, but. Speaking of ball games, it's time to talk about the champion of the grooming game. That's right, Manscaped has just launched the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra. It's like having the six men on your team ensuring you stay Did you smooth. get yours today? I got mine Yes, I got mine. Look at my beard. Haven't fired anything up yet, but uh, it's like having the six men on your team. Uh, don't strike out with this offer. Head over to manscaped.com. Use that code KLIQ. You're going to get 20% off and free shipping. Guys, what are you waiting for? Trust us. With the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, you'll be the real MVP both on and off the field. And um, at the peak of ball season, we're introducing the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra as well, which takes your grooming precision to a whole new level. The Lawnmower 5.0 uses two enhanced skin safe blade heads. First, head with an upgraded trimmer to get your grass in playing condition, then a dual foil blade for top notch smoothness. We all know football is a game of inches, but Manscaped knows grooming is a game of millimeters. Also inside this bundle, Made for Balls features uh, a new Weed Whacker 2.0 for the ear and nose hair, uh, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, uh, uh, the Crop Soother Toner, the little spray gimmick Kevin likes to take on the road, plus two free gifts. All right, the playoffs are no joke, and neither is this. Make the right call with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code KLIQ at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code KLIQ. We've got balls and beer trimmers, but mostly balls. Um, It's time for the stiff one of the week. This is, we've been talking about Vince a little bit here. So this is Jericho. 
Uh, he was doing a Q and A, and uh, he talked about um, he talked about Vince and uh, working for Vince and particular angle with Triple H and wanted to see some rehearsal first. So this is what Vince said. All this sort of thing. I remember one time we were, we were rehearsing it of me hitting Triple H with a sledgehammer. And Vince would want you to rehearse as if it's real. Well, you can't rehearse if you're really doing it because there's no crowd. The crowd is where you get the, the you know, you, you get the, 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 the vibe and the, the adrenaline and the whole kind of energy comes from that. And plus, you're in character when you're in front of the camera. When you're not in front of the camera, you're just hanging out and you're like, you know, you're rehearsing. And Woods would be like, do it harder, do it harder. And I was like, okay, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not in the moment yet. And I remember he goes, oh, you don't want to do it? And this is what he said in females, please cover your ears if you're easily offended. He goes, what are you, on the rag or something? <laughs> I remember thinking, you big-eared, big-nosed motherfucker. I'm going to punch you right in your stupid face right now. Did you ever get that, Kev? Did you ever get a Woody on the rag? Knock that toupee right off his head. Did you so ever anyways, get one of those? We finally from, built it up and Vince? we had the match. Did you ever get a Are You on the Rag, Diesel? Big D? No. Okay. I love all Vince stories. I love all Vince stories. I wanted to compile. With the hundreds, but see, of I wasn't, I, I wasn't there t too long during the fucking let's have a rehearsal thing. Oh right, right. I, I, and I fucking, I remember the first time they fucking said one o'clock rehearsals, and I was like, what? <laughs> and and I, I, I'm fucking like sitting in the back, fucking around, and somebody comes, a runner comes looking for me, like you know. Like, like you, we got to get out of the building now. We got seven seconds before the explosives go off. And they're like, they're in the ring waiting on you. I said, for what? Rehearsal. So, I mean, they played the music. We, Scott and I come down. And I got my fucking uh, script of what I'm supposed to say in my back pocket folded very nicely. I haven't looked at it yet. It's fucking one o'clock. <laughs> And I'm supposed to know this. And Stephanie said to me, she goes, uh, can I tell you that I'm not, uh, what did she say? How did she put it? You're not putting me at ease with your lack of uh, preparedness. And I was just like, I said, you're kidding me, right? I said, when it, the time comes, I said, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I said, I can't come out here. I said, I, I said, you want to go like off page? I'll do that. You know, like if you do it a sitcom, okay, but it's day one. I'm, we're off page. I'll just read it. And I just read it, and she just she got pissed. And this I was just is like, the time when, when you had to stick to the script? Yes. And, of course, when, when the time came and the red light was on, I bullet pointed it. And got fucking screamed at for that. And I'm thinking, it doesn't matter what I say as long as the last thing out of my mouth 
is the cue for them to start their shit. Right? Well, is it That's do they acting want 101? It? Right. Yeah, right. And most directors would be fine with that, but but do they want it that way? Yes, they wanted it that way because they were they, they didn't have people that they that they had been in the business cutting like they didn't they didn't they didn't have number one they we didn't have writers when I was there yeah well right right you know like if you came up with your own shit and they wanted wanted to protect what the writers have crafted the message very delicately or are they just afraid you're going to say something on live TV. That they're no, going to get in trouble. I, for no, I, I don't think it was that company. at all. I don't think it was, that, that, that. It could have been, you know, because I don't. I was always with the. I, I was always with. But you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty hard to like. After uh, the, the 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 hand with the, I always go with the Mark Henry hand, like <laughs> after after that, uh, like. Oh, you're worried about what I'm going to say? Like, well, you have different times. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to use any of the seven words. You know, but I'm I would not. suggest that it's because a stock price is tied to everything that comes out of all of your mouths on television. So they need to control that message. I think it was just control in general. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think it was just control because. After you win the war, it's like there's and there's no place to go. Then it's like, what are you gonna do? Either either you play by you, like you know you play by that rule, or you there's there's no room for you. Well, we'll find out next week. Nash and friends, Stephanie McMahon. Here's the big announcement. That'll be, that'll be carried Steph. everywhere. Never, oh, I know. I've, I've, I've never had, had her here. I've never had. No, I've, I've just. <clears throat> I wouldn't drag her in this shit. Oh, oh, oh. Well, what are we going to do? I'll talk to her about being a mom. I'm not talking wrestling with her. I'll tell you what we're going to talk. We're going to talk Dear Sexy. It's the return of Dear Sexy. Actual letters from the Dear Abby archives. If you had been asked for advice on these very, these very issues, um, so the first one says, uh, "Dear Sexy, what do you do when your daughter's ex-boyfriend continues to call you and ask for information about her personal life and activities after two years of dating? Anna ended the relationship. There were vast differences in their maturity and goals, and she had been unhappy." For some time, our family always welcomed him into our home, and I think because of this, he feels that I'll sympathize with him. I've told him I cannot and will not give out information that is no longer his concern, yet he continues to call. He cries, tells me how much he loves her, that he cannot live without her. This is beginning to frighten me, as I've seen him driving down our street late at night with the headlights turned off. He is not a teenager. He's 24. My daughter insists that he would never harm her, but his denial of reality makes me very concerned. Signed, a worried mom. I don't know what year this is, but even if even if the Beach Boys are playing in the background on a first run, I'm sure they had some kind of restraining order. If you're 24 years old and you're crying to someone... To, 
And number two, is is, is, is she a widow? She doesn't have where's, a husband? Where's dad, you mean? Yeah. Where, like, how dad? about fucking, you know, let me talk to you out back. Give you a little bit of a beating. Give him the Bradley order with the, when a guy's running his dick sucker across the street working on the vet and he comes over with a, with a butt into the 38. Oh, yeah. Well, good fellas. Actually. Some people would have been scared, but something about it just turned, turned me on. <laughs> so you would, have get, you would get involved with this young man and maybe um, convince him that his... Uh, his time better spent on other blocks with his headlights off. Or do the, the real fucking cold-blooded mom. Listen, Jimmy. Blow him. I'm not, I'm not supposed to say anything, but between you and I, he's got three more inches of cock than you do. You're never getting her back. Something I got. This is exactly why we have this segment, Kevin. <laughs> Because that is not what dear that's not what Abby wrote. No, dear sexy, <clears throat> dear sexy, I need some advice on how to handle a sticky situation with my in-laws. My husband's father carries a concealed handgun in his pocket, and in addition to this, his wife carries one in her purse. My father-in-law is in his early seventies, and it was not until recently that I learned they carried these loaded weapons everywhere they go. This includes our home. We have a child under the age of one. And uh, I am so afraid that the gun may go off while my father-in-law is holding our child. The other possibility is that it may go off in a public place. My father-in-law does have a concealed gun permit, but the thought of his gun going off by accident and injuring our child or someone else has me really upset. My husband says if it bothers me, I should say something to his father. How should I bring this up to the in-laws if my husband will not talk to his dad about this? I really, didn't, I really do want to have a good relationship with my in-laws, but guns in my home or around my child at any time will not be tolerated. Please help. That's from Desperate in Dallas. Should have married a Democrat. <laughs> Don't say another word. Perfect. <laughs> That was a high spot for me. <laughs> and if this is the high spot of the show, it's got to be brought to you by Mickey Ray Sinatra oh. and the Get Blitzed Lit Aid. Oh! That's right. This is nano-infused Delta 9 THC sip and syrup. Kev, when's the last time you had you had a little of the Get Blitzed? Um, last night, I, I went in at 10. I took some at 10 o'clock last night. And did that... Did that Lock you to the couch for an entire season of um No, I what did I watch last night? Moonlighting is on Hulu now. I can't wait to get to it. I'm the what only one excited watch about this. I'm the only well, I know we watched I mean we watched coverage uh God, we got home late last night. We we were doing something, Tam and I were. We got home later and then I, I, I had watched like zero news coverage all day. So. That, that's fun after getting your buzz on. T- turn on a little, uh, that a little, little CNN. The, the, yeah, oh. just yeah. You know, but the, and this is the thing that kills me is what's going on in the Middle East right now. I, I, I understand that it's current and it's you know it's beyond horrific, but I don't think that the Ukrainian situation became any less critical 
and then you've got oh the, you mean the, the the sexy placement of of what yeah what and then you then you the then news. you've got you've still got the republicans on a fucking complete circle jerk Moving Scalise into the place, but you know what? We're going to oh, talk about yeah, that. Yeah, but oh, only because they found out that fucking uh, our boy was fucking was on the Sandusky team in Ohio State. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. But you know what? This will still be here after I remind people that the Delta Nine sipping syrup is potent stuff. And, uh, you know, it's like THC on steroids. It's a syrup. And what Kevin does, he mixes it in any beverage, like the tea. I think Kevin likes the, the zero uh, Sprite, right? Yes. Sprite zero with a little bit of the, uh, what's the tropical? What's the flavor with that? Oh, no. Key lemon lime, lime pie. Lemon lime. Going lemon right lime. in there. And uh, nano-infused means it goes right to your bloodstream, okay? This is not gas station Delta 8 bullshit. This is the real deal. THC Delta 9, the THC you get from the marijuana. Listen, if you live in Maryland, you can swing by the Stay Lit Smoke Shop. But for the rest of us, it's legal right now, currently, uh, to ship from Get Blitzed to all 50 states. So check out their website as long as you're over 21. And you can save 15% by entering the code CLICK, K-L-I-Q, at checkout. You're going to go to get dash blitzed.com that's get hyphen blitzed.com you're going to enter that promo code k-l-i-q get your jam on okay it's the delta 9 t-h-e sip and syrup lit aid from get blitzed you can save 15 percent with that promo code so one of my buddies what like watch the show and he said seriously man is that stuff and i said i said Run it back and order it. I said, if it's not what I what I said it was, I said I'll I'll personally double back your money. So I get a text. He goes, spot on. <laughs> That's all I put. Spot on. I went. I said, dude. I said I, we don't push things that we do, like. That's. I said that, that I said, and it's a nice buzz, right? He goes, "Yeah." I said, "You weren't kidding about it. It hits you fast." I'm like, "Yeah." It's not like you know these people do these edibles, and they get impatient. They do like a gummy. They get impatient, like, and you know your tolerance. Mine's 50, fifteen milligrams of gummies. Is that's just my, that's 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 I. If it does, if it's not going to hit me, I'm not supposed to be high. And so I, I, the first time I did the nano, it was just like, I didn't even get a chance to say, is this going to hit? <laughs> I was I was just like, oh, shit. Right. Like, this is one of those ones where, like, you got to have your fucking, your uh, hydration drink, your box of Kleenex, eye drops, nose spray. All. Yeah, you got to have Place. it. I call, I call that the Captain Kirk. You gotta have the shit all all around the fucking enterprise. So all you gotta do is lean that bitch back and drive. Listen, uh, Mickey Ray Sinatra, you should think about a chair. Maybe call it the Captain Kev chair. It's got it's got a little receptacle in it where you drop the tissues. Obviously, the cup holder, and uh, for the colostrum bottle, and uh, the uh, whatever you're gonna use to hydrate. And then, uh, yeah, you just sit there like the captain, Captain Kev. I got some colossal. Another taking off. 
God, I drink so much of this fucking colostrum. Practically an ad uh, in and of itself every week. You did mention the uh, the ratings, so it's uh, be point. Yeah, I was. I, I, yeah, I, I saw a great uh, doctor Instagram. They had a little clip where Undertaker walks in in HBK's office, and they whoa, Undertaker. He goes and Taker goes. Just want to tell you, man, I got, I got my gear in the trunk. Was, that was an old time, old, you know, old man Louie type deal. You know, I work for his zeal. I got my shit, in the, <laughs> got my shit in the trizunk. And, 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 and John says, oh, you won't need your gear. And Taker says, well, did you see my last match? <laughs> I thought, see, that's like people think that Taker was this always this solemn yes. character. Like it's like, no man, like that's that's Mark, man. That's like, oh, this is on my last match. Yeah, but no one sees that. You guys, no, see it, we man. we were we were always blessed to see that. But it was nice to see it. Like when I saw it today, I popped. You know, I just fucking popped. Yeah, because he's got the, he's got some really. Really dry, good sense of humor. So the numbers from last night, of course, last, well, I'm taping it on Wednesday, so I'm saying last night. If you're listening on a Monday, last week's head-to-head Tuesday night was, and this has, of course, been covered a million times by the time you're going to see it, NXT, their uh, their total was 921,000 to AEW's. Uh, 609,000. Now, I asked for the last week's shows also, and it was 800,000 with the unopposed AEW versus the 609 opposed. And then unopposed NXT was 857 to the opposed 921. So a little bump opposed. 70,000 for NXT. Right. But what it did was it it pounded AEW down by by 200,000. And if AEW wasn't on, I mean, NXT could have conceivably drawn all of that AEW audience, would have been, which would have been 1.5, which is exactly what Raw does. Right. Right. So it would have been a Raw-like rating without uh, AEW opposed. So, and, you know, quite honestly... Tony Khan this week with the uh it was reminiscent to me of like the the Bischoff Vince didn't he like throw a st- like a barb or a stiff one out there yeah bald assholes he put the picture from the Larry David from Curb Your Enthusiasm where there's a Halloween episode he doesn't want to give candy to the kids and they spray paint his garage bald asshole so he put a photo of that when he said uh, something to the effect of, uh, uh, hey, Sean and Hunter, we'll see what happens this Tuesday night. And then a picture of bald asshole on the uh, spray painted on the door there. So there was that. And then there I don't was... get the correlation, but OK. Well, I guess Sean may be losing his hair and trips shaved. So I guess. And then there was some verbal sparring. Uh, looks to me attempted like attempted sparring. Looks, looks to me like the WWE was giving out the full size candy bars. 
Yeah, it seems that. <laughs> So that was the, that's the thing. Remember that? that when you were a kid, fucking man, you go, you go trick or treating with a pillowcase, and underneath you'd have like the, the the old Ben Cooper costumes where you like it was like a one piece thing that you put on, and you had just like a plastic the mask. plastic mask. With yeah. The, yeah, but then underneath the plastic mask, you'd fucking be a bum. You'd have the fucking cork, and you so they they had the good fucking. Full size Milky Milk Milky Way or fucking Three Musketeer. You could go back, circle back as the bum. Weren't you just here? No, I didn't. That wasn't me as the mummy. I'm fucking a bum. I'm a bum. I'm, I'm the chimney place? sweep. All I'm Dick six, Van Dyke. All, all six of you, pack of bums. <laughs> that is so street, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Fuck yeah. But the, well, that's that was the other one. The uh, the who gives a fuck? Uh, What's it say here? We're watching NXT Big Dog. Then I wasn't talking to you. Who gives a fuck? But so anyway, it just seemed like this constant attempt to draw out a reaction from the other side, looking for like a Bischoff Vince thing when the but Monday I don't, Night Wars I, I don't, were hot. Do you really think that's Tony fucking sending those? Well, that I mean, that's a fair point, uh, but I don't, I don't think, think I'd allow. I, I, I'm thinking, yeah, if you, you know, somebody, somebody came in there trying to be edgy and said, you know, hey, Tony, that's, that's, um, I'm not going to fucking do it. You can do it. Well, wide open? Well, just run it by me. And we have word it's 100% Tony. We have word it's 100% Tony? We have word that it is 100% Tony. Yeah, don't so, don't quit your day job. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I I don't think that this. No went. wonder Jade left. I th- <laughs> I don't think this went as planned. The uh, poking the bear thing didn't. Uh, no. Didn't didn't work. But but I just I don't think that. I don't know. I've never run a wrestling company. Clearly. Then again, I'm not going to do a roll of quarter fucking spot during the middle of a Middle East crisis either. So MJF, huh? So MJF <laughs> has in the past talked about being the recipient of anti-Semitism as a right. kid, and he specifically said kids throwing quarters. And then, so you know, this week after of- after fucking we get clarification that. President Biden has actually seen the pictures of the beheaded children. Um, we decide that this is something that obviously that um, is fair game. Well, let me ask you: without without the Hamas and Israel, uh, which is white hot right now, it's it's burning very brightly right now over there. Um, I would I would hope so. Jesus, it's it's about as the, the most horrific thing I've seen in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely been escalated. the 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 decades old uh, tensions have been escalated to uh, to unseen. Uh, and, and this is uh, and this terrifying. is not, this is not uh, somebody with, that that has a uh, blind eye to the fucking strife of the palace of the. Two point one nine nine million Palestine Palestinians that are doing absolutely nothing but 
being bombed. Caught between this. Because yeah, they're stuck yeah. in a fucking, stuck between two checkpoints and, and uh, you know, 25 fi- miles of fence on each side. And as trite as as wrestling is as a topic, as this is happening in the world, we don't in in any way seek to. But we're talking wrestling here while this is going on, and then the the angle with the quarters. But it's still it's it's still anti-Semitic, and besides probably the trans LBGTQ uh, society. The next is 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 the is the Jewish, the, the anti-Semitic hate, is mm-hmm. is is rifling. So do we do we even want to, fucking put a match, anywhere near something that could? It's like there's 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 fucking heat, and there's cheap heat. You can get a you can go to the Humane Society and get a bag of kittens and have them go around the ring and then. Round them up in a, in a in a bag and then take an aluminum baseball bat and smash them in the middle of fucking the ring. I don't. Yeah, the people will piss and moan and they'll throw up and it'll be heat. I don't think it's the kind of heat you want. So with without the Gaza situation, the roll of quarters with Friedman written on it is still the, a the, bad the, move. But the thing is, it's like saying, in a world with no with no hatred, it'd be okay to do the quarter thing. Well, yeah, because it wouldn't mean anything. Well, it would be the, pointless to do it then, because it wouldn't generate heat. Exactly, but I'm just saying, we don't live in that world. But it, the it, sheik uh, waving the flag after the ho- the hostages in Iran and... I mean, we know Kaz doesn't hate America. He loves it. No one does the arch like an American woman. That's a cartoon. But but the ten, the the tensions were real, and to have him standing in the ring with an Iranian flag, I'm asking you: Is there a difference? Yes. Versus the quarters with the the free. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Hostages. It'd be one thing if they would have if they would have sawed off twelve of the hostages' heads prior to taking the rest of them hostage. I mean, with that, without the Gaza situation, if if if, if that had not well, there's always a Gaza situation, but without the the escalation and the terrorist attack this week, uh, if this was three weeks ago, would it have been okay? to show the quarters with the Friedman name for the heat. Is that not like Kaz with the Iranian flag, with no. the hostages and the Iran-Contra situation? No. Okay. Oh, because there there wasn't there wasn't people that wanted to cancel people? I mean, put it this way. The Sheik was doing that while Archie Bunker was calling his neighbors the N-word. I think it's a different. I think we're in a different, different world. Little bit. I mean, me little bit. Okay. And if you if you're not smart enough to fucking you know, but then again, I'm not a multi billionaire. Nor is my father. Meaning. 
I, I, I guess if you're Tony Khan, a different set of rules, maybe insulated from the real world a little bit. Is that where you're going with that? Or I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but is that what you that what is that what you meant that a little out of touch with the I, every man everyday man? I, I I never will speak for another man. And I don't know how much of the of that process. I'm sure it's going to say down here 100. Um, percent I would like to get real answers as they look in their rearview mirror today. Uh. MJF, a tweet. When was this? Um, this morning. Okay, so the tweet from MJF says, um, "I don't, uh, I, I don't blame him." No, I just want to see his take. Uh, his oh. take on Muhammad Hassan was portraying an evil Muslim terrorist. I'm actually Jewish. I've actually gone through this. This is my real life, my story. And I look forward to giving catharsis to every single person who's ever been oppressed or bullied. If you think I'd play with that or take it lying down or, worst of all, hide from the hard conversations like a coward, you're on crazy pills. I look forward to the hard conversations this starts and creates. I look forward to people being further educated. My life's work is to stand up to any and all injustices done to people due to something as stupid as being different. Uh, to anyone who thinks this can't be done through the avenue of professional wrestling, then it's an indictment on things that have happened in this sport's past. I look forward to bringing this sport into the present. I look forward to knocking Juice Robinson's teeth down his throat. Most of all, I look forward to getting back uh, the Triple B. So... AI? Yeah. I still think that a scripted sports entertainment segment when you're acting like you're you're taking on the there's there's no there's there's never ever any reason to be anything but horrified when any child is being murdered, mutilated, held hostage, any older woman, uh, w- women being raped, uh, old men being beaten and killed and beheaded. It's, there's just, there's just, why do we? I don't think he was making reference to, to the war. That's, but he's saying I'm Jewish. Right. Okay. That's great. Then make, then if you really want, maybe make reference to the fact that if you didn't put those settlements in Gaza and you didn't, if they didn't make, continue to put those settlements and just, Take what little, what little, what little, what little they have. Maybe this doesn't escalate to this point. I mean, there's, there's, there's always two sides to every story. And it's just, now you, you put as soon as you put the terror element into it, there's nobody's going to pick the terrorist side. 
that so now the 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 Jew, the, the Jewish rebuttal has to be so PR cleansed because you can't just you can't just go off of, 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 of hatred to what they've done to your people, to your children, because of all the shit that goes down on a daily basis. Nobody cared that 80% of those Palestinians were sitting in an open-air prison called the Gaza Strip. I mean, people just don't care about that. And it's like... You've just got to... But like I said, you've got... You've got the savagery of, of ISIS. You've got that kind of of violent, animalistic... Uh, hatred. There's, there's nobody that's gonna, you know. Like, I'm, I'm watching the news today, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching them drop these bombs, and they're pulling Palestinian children out that look like seals because they don't have arms and legs. They really don't have anything. They're just kind of these, these blobs of, of, of flesh that they're putting and wrapping. And it's, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like this, this is really this is this is our this is our world. It's horrific, and to sit here and have to fucking talk about wrestling, even going anywhere near that, when it didn't have to. No, I and I don't think MJF was in any way considering that. I think he was just talking about the no, anti-Semitism. He, he, no, but he, he clearly said that the guy was a terrorist that attacked him. So you, you think drawing it's allusions punching, to... It's fucking punching Judy. You can't... If he would have just, just said, I got bullied, I, I'm Jewish, left it at that. Because right, that the, guy the, right. that attacked him is not a fucking terrorist. Right. I guarantee he's on no fucking terror fucking watches. <laughs> right. Right? There's your fuck up. Okay. Now, how old is he? How old? How old is MJ? I don't know. 30. Is he 30? Something. Yeah, sure. Oh, no, 26. 26. Fuck. There you go. Yeah. Gets his fucking news on Reddit. I just think it's a bad move. I think it's fucking. I think it's cheap heat. I would. I wouldn't have touched it in a million fucking years. Okay, well done. You know what I would touch? Any old time is. Oh, hold on! I, I had to add oh. one thing, and I have Jewish friends. My best friend's Jewish. Yeah. Exactly. All right, we're back. It's Ask Nash. Hashtag Ask Nash is how you can do this and be a part of it. Um, not everybody gets an audience with the big man, but you can. Like WCW NWO Collection did, um, they said, I've decided to get in shape. So I've been doing DDP yoga for the last month or so and lost a stone. I'm not a big guy, but I'm interested in maybe buying some weights to get my arms bigger. What beginner's weights would you recommend? Just free weights like dumbbells. What? 
I want to get my arms bigger. It's just like, come on, Uncle. Well, he's getting in shape. This is part of the whole process. Yeah, well, he, I, I want guns. It's like, you know what, dude? You've you got to train your whole body. Well, he'll get around to that after the no. arms are in shape. If you want to do something, put your hands like this and grab a pull-up bar and do pull-ups. There you go. That way there, you'll, have, you'll put tension on the bottom of your, of your bicep and on the connection, and you do one movement. I just heard Schwarzenegger on uh, Stern, and he, he, was, he was asking me, he's like, you used to train for five hours a day when you were, was he Mr. Olympia, was it? Uh, whatever, yeah. when he was going for the title. He's like, what the fuck do you do for five hours a day? And so Arnold explains, in an accent that I'd love to do, that he's, he's like, just take your arms for a minute. He said, it's not just like you do your biceps and then you do your triceps. He said, within the bicep, and he went through like three different types of, I guess, curls they were to do for different things. One well, got, for the height, got, one to elongate it. You've got, yeah, but I mean, you've got, and you've got, the bicep is called a bicep because there's two muscles. Right. Two muscle heads, tricep has three. Right. So... If you were to do a close grip bench press for your triceps, you're going to get the majority is going to be on the outside, whereas something this way is going to be inside. It's just... But my whole thing is that's when you've got... I mean... You're sculpting your body at that point. Right, like minute detail in each And And, and they all, all those guys in that era overtrained. The guys don't do that now. Explain. Um, it's been proven. By, the, the guy that came up with it was heavy duty. His name was Ellington Darden. He was actually from Deland, Florida. He was the guy that created designed and built the Nautilus. And his philosophy, along with Mike Menzer, who came up with the heavy-duty system, was to take a muscle and do one work set and take it to failure. So take it to positive failure, which means you can't, say it's bench presses, you can't push it any, any further, and then negative failure where you can't have somebody pull it out and then you hold it. So you take mm. it and you do that. And then it's like you might do two sets for a body part and then you're done because he would, his philosophy was you could take a stick of dynamite and you could you could tap it all day long with one of those little tack hammers, and nothing would happen. But if you if you hit that stick of dynamite with a with a twenty five pound sledgehammer, there would be a, a chance that it would explode. So that's what you need to do. You need to. Hmm. So, um, because the only time your muscle grows is when it's resting. And the more damage you do to the microfibers, 
the more time it takes to, to for it to to heal and unless you're running so much gear that it doesn't matter and insulin and growth and guys aren't doing that and on top of that eating i mean with precision but there's also you know that, that's why there's, there's been a rash in the last you know 10 years of of, of guys that were Olympia, Mr. Olympia, or that caliber that have died of, of, of heart failure and because the uh, insulin and the other things that they do. Mm-hmm. So now it's like for somebody like myself, I used to train the, the, you know, you know, the old Arnold would be, you know, 20 sets for, for mass, 20 sets for definition, I go in and pick, say back, which is a big, that's a big muscle group. I'll pick six, six movements and do ter- two working sets of each one. So 12 sets for upper back, where in the old days I would have done 30. And I've, I, and a lot of that is at, at 64 years old, I just can't recover. By the time I come back to train, you know, if I train chest and I go in to train back five days later, half the time my my front delts are still sore. It's just like so because I was I did too much. Where now I've kind of got it pieced out. Where like I was going to train chest today, and I was just like I messed her. I went. I've got because I've got some stuff in my house I can mess around with. And I just put like 135 on the incline and just pushed it a couple of times. I was just like, I could go today, but I'll, I'll be, I'll be much, I'll be much better tomorrow. Hmm. You know? So. so the overtraining. So as time goes on, it's the, the more we know about the body, the more we know about nutrition, the more we know about training. Uh, that's what changed the regiment Absolutely. from the guys in the seventies to the guys today. Okay. So, I mean, to have arms, you know, it's just like, you have to realize that what should I, what should I buy to, uh, to, I want to get bigger arms. Well, number one, if you're going to do anything, you would want to train your tricep because your triceps, two thirds of your, of your upper arm. So you'd want to have bigger, if you wanted to just concentrate on on on, on size of your arms. Your track. There's a lot of guys that got baseballs for uh, biceps because they do curls, but they don't do any pressing, and they've got no tricep width, or, and then then they, then they don't do hammer curls, so they don't work the brachialis, so they have no bicep thickness. Like you have to know, you just have to know what you're doing. What about a technique when you when you hammer it off? Is it like like put hammering off wrist into it or to consider it a workout, a viable workout? I think I think arms. I I think that the biggest thing is is you know you, you got to have some 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 girth. Mm. You know you got to be able to just snug around it. Right. So that alone is going to get your that's going to get your forearms. Forearm. Right. Right. You know, and then as your as your Maybe as you're pulling, you know, maybe like coming and maybe turning, getting a little propination on that, 
you know, ball, balling up that balling up that rod. But you don't want to have a rod labor fucking tennis arm. You don't want to have one arm, so you got to you're gonna have to use that that fucking. It's a it's politically incorrect what I was about to say, but when you use your opposite hand that you usually jerk with, you know the one that feels like some oh, fucking. Does it start with a P? Yeah. Okay. Fernum Schnavitz uh, Zabisco the third says, "I just keep adding names." Fernum Schnavitz, Kevin's brother Paul Zabisco the third. I absolutely love both of your chic impressions. Question for you both: What's your most memorable chic moment of all time? Fuck, dude! My first road trip was with the Iron Chic. I fucking got in a Cadillac in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Pulled up the baggage claim and out came Kaz with his bags and his bullshit. And he sat behind me. I, I've told the story a million times. Like, Sid was sitting in the, in the passenger side. I was behind the wheel. And she said, Out of Sid, who's the giant jabroni? So that's, that was my fucking. It didn't get any to better which than you that. replied. I'm not a I'm jabroni. Not a jabroni. And he said, of course you're not. Of course you're not, Bubba. That's why I called you one. I love it. In other words, the fact at least somebody smartened him up to what a jabroni is. Yeah. Um, I I guess mine was either the you know, the diner one where after we did the Stern show, we're in the four star diner in Union City and the check comes and I want to take it and pay we'd produced the dvd we were plugging the ring roasts of the iron chic and he took it crumbled it up put it in his pocket i'm like cause i'm gonna bring another check what the, the gets up we walk to the thing he takes the owner the room is clapping he grabs the owner he's hugging him and pushes me out the doors right next to the cash register to eric sims's car which is idling in the driveway and pointed out clearly this has happened many times before and we jumped in and pulled out and about five minutes into the silence of the ride shiki turns to eric and says eric breakfast good for price baba <laughs> there it is david beat me to the beat me to the punch the uh i saw i saw eric sims at the uh jersey signing I'm sure you did. I'm sure we got a chance. As good we, got as chance ever. we got a chance to talk. I like Eric. His daughter's his daughter's got his daughter's gotten gotten big. Yeah. Eric Eric was I called him a necessary evil in the business. You know he was he he's a, he's a handful to deal with, and I'll tell I tell him all the time. And but you know what? He was reliable. If you booked Kevin Nash for an interview at noon. He was waking Kevin up at seven for breakfast. The week, the, the week to, before. <laughs> to get to my damn set on time. God bless him. My favorite my favorite appearance was when Eric walked somebody. Because, you know, he will pack as much into a weekend as possible. Oh. Every dime he's squeezing out. But God bless him. He cuts my price down in half. Ask Scott. Um, and he... Uh, Beef. We, we the only time we can shoot beefcake is eight a.m. So oh god, that had to be a fucking lovely one. We get there at whatever six. We're setting up. You know our product. We had lights and mics, and I'm sure he didn't tell beefcake what he was in for. That was Eric's big thing. I tell the talent as little as possible. The door opens. Beefer stumbles in, probably straight from the bar from last night. 
gets in the room, sees us, the lights, the mics, the cameras, and goes, oh, God, and turns around and leaves. Leaves. Eric retrieves him at some point. And you know what, though? I, I tell the story in my book. I thought at that point we were going to have the, the worst interview ever. The guys from your generation and, you know, the time before you, when that light goes on. Fuck, that's when we're our best. It does not matter what condition you were in five minutes before that you still have the hotel bar on your breath. The light goes on and it's no, time to perform. No, because you did market specifics the same way. You want that? Oh, yeah, that's right. Exactly. Fuck, man. I mean, if you if you were done early and you had beer in the car, you and you knew you had, you wouldn't like you. Oh, let's not drink for three hours and wait to do these fucking interviews. Fuck that. Right. I'm getting shit faced. Yep. Never disappointed. Um. Susie Alto, so in Rock of Ages, did Paul Giamatti remind you in any way of Paul Heyman? I'm actually watching it for the sixth or seventh time. I love it for the soundtrack. God, I just, I had such a great rapport with him. Like a great, we just hung out and laughed. That was such a shit show. It was so unorganized. And they were trying to get Paul to fucking ad lib and. I remember he looked over at me and goes, you give me John Adams, 23 pages of it. I'll say it verbatim, but I'd find no skit guy. Right. I'd be like, hey, well, I'll feed you shit, man. I said, I'm the exact opposite. I said, I'd come up with my own shit all day long. I said, I'd fucking, I ain't going to be able to be doing dialect for, from John Adams. So. Uh, Susie also says, how is it working with Tom Cruise and the monkey? The monkey loved me. First day, the monkey, we, we, we got in there, and um, he, uh, his name was Mickey. And he jumped, like he, he, he looked around, this bar is full of fucking extras. And he looks around, and he just fucking jumps. Like, and he's behind me, and he's on a table. And his handler's name is Kevin. And he just, I just filled this. And the fucking thing was gigantic, man. He probably 25 pounds. And it's like Kevin, you know, this thing link, lurches on me. And then he's like, like holding on me, you know. And he's looking around. And all of a sudden, we, we, we got to walk to where we got to. shots set up from so the 80s walking me first 80s walking me over there i've got the handler with me and he says are you cool with this i said i need to get used to him and the whole time i'm thinking if this thing tra- starts to fucking try to peel my fucking head back, head back throw it out, yeah man. i mean you know I said, I'm, I'm thinking like i need to fucking be ready and i said nah he's gonna fucking sense that He'll, mm. he'll sense that I'm fucking out because you know, he jumped on me and I could tell he was docile mm-hmm. because he realized like everybody was moving away. They're smart as fuck, man. He realized like this big motherfucker's the alpha. Right. No fear. Like, he didn't sense yeah, the fear. Like, yeah. yeah. He said like he's the alpha and he 
just, I mean, he was just always there. He would get tired. He would lay his head next to mine. And he was, it was a, it was a load, man. I remember we went out and uh, we shot, they, they, they built an entire uh, sunset strip from that era, the 70s, with 70s cars, uh, mm-hmm. the whiskey, everything. Fredericks of Hollywood, and fucking somebody didn't secure his uh, leash. By the count of three, that orangutan was fucking 30 feet up a fucking telephone pole. Wow. I was like, and the fucking trainer's like, we're going to have to get a fucking cherry picker. Right. And we're like, oh, this this probably get, probably going to be a little late on this. And I'm thinking, like, these motherfuckers don't even have a rain shot. You got an animal on set and you don't have a rain shot. You got nothing to fucking pick up, nothing to shoot, like nothing. You just had to stand around and wait? Fucking uh, Sebastian uh, Bach was there. Debbie Gibson was there. There was somebody else. They put on like an impromptu concert. Of course, I went to my trailer, <laughs> opened up a bottle of Shiraz. A wine. Exactly. A little wine. An opportunity to go back to the trailer. Like, like when like when the stuntmen were in the were in the pads. I'm going back to the trailer. Yeah. Who was who's who sat in the bleachers and waited, Steve? And uh, uh, who waited for the shot when the when the the stuntmen were doing your football stuff, and they were sitting there waiting? Well, what if oh, we needed? It wasn't Steve. It was it was uh, it was uh, the other like it was like basically everybody else, right? <laughs> everybody but you. <laughs> everybody but me and Steve. It was just like I, I looked at that and I'm like. Where are you guys going? I said, I'd walk right over, man, and I'd fucking look and see where that thing was positioned and see where it was starting. I'd be like, oh, because if you can't see my face at the beginning and I'm moving forward, you ain't going to see me in that shot. Like, all right, right, I'm taking my shoulder pads off and helmet and sit in the shade. Fuck this. Uh, Live audience questions. What do we got out there? I know some people with some. Waiting to say something. Travi Johns. Hey, Big Sexy. Let's say you have final decision on this. Do you bring back the Winged Eagle title design at WM40 in Philly and say the biz never goes in reverse and don't bring it back? Yes, you bring it back. Yes. It's the best looking belt ever had. Okay. There you go. Who else? David. For Kevin, everyone, I need more shows to watch. I've gotten suits and succession from... You guys so far, and I'd love to hear more. What do you How watching? about um, Ozark? Okay. What's the, what's the gray Who's one? Who's in Ozark? Which one is that? That's um, J- Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Okay. that's uh, What's that's the one that's a uh, bloodline? Yeah, you Blood were talking li- about that one. Bloodline's amazing. Bloodline's great. Kyle Chandler. Sissy, Sissy, uh, Sissy Spacek's in that. Uh, Shepard. Uh, well, I mean, David, Those, if you haven't done uh, uh, Ozark, uh, would be my, my my my. Oh, 
watch Ozark. Good luck. Ozark good luck on that one, man. Because you'll you, if you ain't got nothing to do, that's the one. Because you'll that's that's a that's a that's a four or five a nighter. That's the the family and the drug dealers and that thing, right? Is that what I'm? Is that yeah, what I'm going for it's, here? but okay. there is politicians and yeah. it's there's a that's. <clears throat> I mean, how about uh? Did you ever catch the uh, um, uh, the offer? It was called about the making of the Godfather. Mm-mm. I think it was on Paramount. That's that's worth a watch too. It's it's just a it's a single season. It's like a. Limited series, I guess, about uh, how The Godfather got made. The, the guy who plays. I'm Francis still, I'm, I'm still uh, watching on the making of the Rock Hudson documentary. <laughs> the, oh, the making of the documentary. <laughs> it's called Blown for Respect. Uh, who else in the uh, house? I saw uh, Tyler Blair. Uh, Kev, have you ever watched documentary now? Brilliant show, and would love to see you in an episode. When they do a Beyond the Mat spoof. Documentary now. What's it on, Tyler? What uh, what network? Where can I see that? Netflix. Okay. Netflix. Oh, IFC or Netflix. All right. Very good. What else in the house? Anyone else in the house? Before I move to another question here. James Bedford, Nash. What were your thoughts uh, during the timeline of Survivor Series 94 to winning the title three days later? How did it come about? Do you wish the title win was on TV or pay-per-view? Um, you know what? If you're going to win it someplace that's not a pay-per-view, I think the Garden's pretty fucking sweet. The Garden's pretty good. Yeah. How I is mean, Bob? Is he, is he wanky? Bob's Bob, yeah. He was a he was a pro. He was he'd always been a pro with me. I mean, he was a pro that night. He took it like a champ. He crawled back, selling his back. Mm-hmm. I heard. Um, I heard maybe he's not doing so well. I'll wait till I have, yeah. I'll wait till I have more information before I open Thanks. my fat mouth again. <laughs> but uh, uh, Rocky Monroe does say when recording the rant for the WCW games were you guys given a script or did you just make something up yourself some of them felt so forced and corny I always did my own I always say don't pick me go someplace else I don't want to play pick somebody else I'd always do my own for the video games yeah you're saying yeah they, they come up and they go, pick me pick me I say yeah Go on, don't pick me. I don't want you picking me. <laughs> so on the game, as I'm scrolling through wrestlers, yeah, I'm telling and you, like fuck, pick me. I I'm get to Nash, you, he's like pick someone I'm else. I'm telling you, fuck off. That's great. Move along. That's so perfectly you, Chris I'm, Hibbler. I'm not getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> when did they do those voiceovers? Did you have to go to a studio, or did they just do it backstage with like oh, a mic backstage, and a backstage? Yeah, oh, just some fucking bush league, you know. Yeah. Hey, we're we're you know, the, the guy doing it. Be like, hey, motherfuckers, could you shut up? We're we're, we're I gotta do this thing, and then you do it, and then you go out in the fucking hallway and be right out there yelling with the rest of the idiots. <laughs> Chris Hibbler says, "Hey, Kev, thanks for the recommendation of wrestlers." Uh, 
OVW. It was great. My question is, if they ever went under, do you think WWE and Triple H would hire Al Snow like they did <coughs> Heyman when ECW folded? Well, oh. hired Heyman. I suspect <laughs> that was an agreement. You know that job for life agreement when you do something for somebody? What? Just what? You know, if you look at the bankruptcy filings that I have from ECW, um, when Paul took control of the company, HHG, Inc., you have to list all your debtors that you owe money to. What did he owe $500,000 to the WWE for? What were those payments for? To keep you, keep you fat and afloat and alive until I can swallow you whole, but you'll have a job for life, Paul. Take this check. Any questions from the audience? Oh, uh, that was for you, Al Snow. Would you think they would take Al Snow? I don't know. I don't know. Josh Henney. Hi, Josh. Did someone recently write a book about this uh, in reference to... Todd is God, I believe so. Oh, oh, about the Heyman <laughs> thing, yeah. Go grab grab it on audio. You'll enjoy all my impressions on that. Particularly fond of my Too Cold Scorpio. Brandon Douglas, when you go to the Performance Center, do you ever get in the ring and work on things with any of the students? I've only been down there one time working with anybody. I worked with Amos, and uh, I did actually get in the ring with him. How are the rings? Are the rings any softer than, like, the Yokozuna days when you guys were Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Those, those rings got real soft once men start bouncing around. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, That's a shoot. <laughs> Josh Henney, what is a good workout for just an everyday person to stay fit? Not to get huge, detailed, but stay firm without the blue chew. All right. Number one, I've been lifting weights since I was 12. So I've been lifting weights for 52 fucking years, and I, I, I'm not huge. Don't worry. You won't get huge. <laughs> Just you're a very big advocate of the weights. I've talked to you about uh, cardio before, and you said, fuck that. You need to lift weights. You need to lift. No, because if, if something, the number one thing that ages you is you lose like three to, to five, especially after a certain age, you lose like three to five percent of your muscle. That's why that's why. See, Trump goes out there and plays golf. People don't think that's a big deal, but he's he's getting up and out of that out of that cart. He's swinging, he's moving around. That's why at seventy seven he doesn't look like a marionette when he walks like Biden does. Like Biden, if Biden, Biden. If, if Biden would have lifted weights, Biden would 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 be because he's 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 naturally lean. He, would have looked like a, 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 you know, like a, almost like a, a, a long distance runner. Now he looks okay. like a fucking javelin. That might be the quote of the week. If Biden had lifted weights, he'd look like a long distance runner. But right now he looks like a javelin. It's my favorite part of the show. 
All right, let's get one more from the audience. Uh, Tyler Blair, Kev, would you ever consider doing fitness consultations? Would love more of your insight on developing a routine. Well, I'm we get a little actually, bit every week I'm here. I'm actually thinking about, because people always ask me questions about training, yes. is putting together, and I'll probably do it for our YouTube, and I'll do... Um, I'll do my four, I do four workouts a week. So I'll do my, basically my, my, my chest, my chest workout, my back and shoulder workout, my arm workout and my leg workout, because I want to do my leg workout. So people will, will can, can like actually watch me train my legs. Cause I always do, I'll, I'll like, I'll do a pose and put it on Instagram and there's always these dumb fucks that say, don't forget your legs. If I had a dollar for every 25, 30-year-old kid that got in there and says, hey, can I work in with you on legs? I'm like, sure you can. And next thing you know, I'm like, dude, come on. Let's go. You're holding me up. Well, I, 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 yeah, but I don't. Yeah, you don't train that fast. You got to explain. Don't tra- so... They, so you're on a machine. I'm and a on, guy wants to. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, I'm doing leg extensions. Okay. All right. Can I work in with you? Absolutely. I do my set. What does set. that mean? Working like, with you. When I finish my set, he can do his. Okay. So it's not. It's not, people like that's gym etiquette. You can always work in with me. But if I get up from doing twelve. Uh, leg extensions and go over to the leg press and do 12 reps on the leg press and go back over because I'm supersetting leg extensions and leg presses and he's fucking still sitting over there fucking around and I'm like are you shitting me? Like no dude like you can't work in with me you you have to you know, he's you, taking you, too much time. You you're can't doing, get back you're on doing the leg extensions. You don't need more than 50, 50. If you're doing 50 seconds rest on leg extensions, especially if it's like 60 pounds, it's like warm up. It's like warm up weight, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm, Wesley, I have been inside of a fucking gym. He had a question for me, which suddenly popped up. Have you ever been inside of a gym? I did. I have the last time I dedicated myself to losing weight i lost 18 pounds in a month i was in the gym four times a week and then i was like what am i doing there's so much i can do right now what am i doing this for well number one the big i'm not making any money when when you put when you when you put muscle on say for every three pounds of muscle you put on that's the equivalent like that at rest your body will burn the calories that it would doing a half hour of cardio every day. Mm. So if you put three pounds of muscle on, your 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 metabolic rate. The, the, the key is is this: when you get up in the morning, man, you have got to take protein in immediately. It's called break. It's break fast. It's breaking your fast. You have to because if you don't break your fast. If you don't eat anything as soon as you get up, your body immediately says, oh, shit, we're now in function mode, and he's not feeding me 
Therefore, I'm going to shut the fuck down. So now your metabolic, your 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 metabolism shuts down because now it's it's realizing it's not going to be fed. What's the next thing it does? Well, I better start storing fat because my I'm not doing shit. So it so works not, against you not to absolutely. Eat so if you eat something. I, I, by the time I drink my shake and have my herbal tea and use the restroom, it's like now it's time for my oats and my second, my second load of, of protein. That's an hour and 35 minutes between having to drink my protein, have my tea, do my stuff, check my emails, do all that. Now it's just like now i got to go to the bathroom because I had the tea. Now I'm starving. Now I eat. And then de- depending on how, how soon I'm going to train, whether I'm going to take my carbs in there, and I'll, I'll always take in some protein. And then, But then it's like, do I take my pre-workout? Do I take all those things then? Because now i, I got a 45-minute window that I've got to be in the car and on my way to the gym. So and it's, and the minute I get done with my uh, workout, I take dextrose. I take a it's a it's a post workout so it's it's it the dextrose goes in and it it, it just kind of like you can like Jay Cutler when he was at Mr Olympia would drink a fucking coke like you have like there's a window after you work out where you can pretty much eat anything not I can at my age but those guys you know they can and then by feeding that then by the time I get home within an hour, hour and a half's time, like, you, then you have to have your meals ready because you're going to get behind. So, um, I just saw where, uh, the guy that I follow, Chris, Chris, uh, it's a C bomb. C B U M is what you can look up on YouTube. He's the, uh, classical Mr. Olympia. He's won like the last four times. And I've kind of followed him because he's a bigger guy. He's like six six foot six one, which is big for a bodybuilder. But he's 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 big boned like I am, and um, but he has the ability to function on like fucking twenty five hundred calories a day when he's getting ready for a contest and still carry an incredible. He's he's built like Schwarzenegger, but he's yeah. I mean, and this is a guy that's not, he's not a gear guy. I mean, he just, he's not jacked up on gear. You can just see it. His skin is perfect. His, I guarantee his, his blood panels are amazing. And that's, to me, though that's not obtainable in my, but that's still, you have to have goals, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Well, my goal is to get the hell out of here soon, so I'm going to remind everyone that uh, <laughs> Click This is a production of Butch and Sundance Media, produced in association with Podcast Heat, created by Tristan Nash, Kevin Nash, and Sean Oliver, whose blood panels are not perfect. <laughs> Producer Steve Kaufman. They will be. Graphic by Dominic D'Angelo. Title sequence and audio edit by Wesley Burleson. Theme song by Dale Oliver. Technical research by Tristan Nash. Copyright 2023. Butch and Sundance Media. Kev, you want to do another one? Yes. <clears throat> I want to talk, I, I want to wrap this up real quick because I want everybody I want the, the the team to talk for a few seconds 
before we break. So let's, I want to say thank you to everybody that watched us tonight. But we have some pretty important uh, inside team Business. stuff that we Business. need to talk Never answers the thing.